and welcome to Ephesians on Stress to the Nines. Through October 8th, we will be studying this famous New Testament letter. Join us. So good to see you guys on this Thursday, October the 7th, as we're about to wrap up the book of Ephesians. So we have moved through the household codes and we have now arrived at what is a somewhat well-known portion of Ephesians. So uh, I won't spoil it for you. Let's just see what it has to say. This is chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Listen now for God's word to us. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak a message, I may be given may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly, as I must speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So a lot of kind of uh, violent warrior imagery here uh, at the end of Ephesians. One of the things you got to remember, the Bible was written for the underdog, uh, particularly the New Testament. The New Testament was written for the people who were losing in the world. Most of the people who were part of the early church were poor. Uh, many were Jewish. Uh, most had to give up a lot of what they had in order to become part of the Christian community. Over the first 300 years of the church's existence, it suffered significant persecution Christians were killed, Christians had their property seized, Christians were denied opportunities for jobs and positions of power within the Roman Empire. Christianity was, by the measures of the world, a losing proposition. So when you hear these types of passages, you have to hear them from the place of the underdog, from the place of the person that is losing in the world, from the place of the person who is powerless, who is marginalized. When we hear about this sort of, uh, this imagery of putting on the armor of God and the breastplate of righteousness and the sword of faith, we should never hear this as an invitation to impose anything. We aren't in conflict with those who won't do what we say. We are rather being encouraged to protect ourselves against the malign forces in the world which always exist. We are being called to stand next to the powerless, next to those who are marginalized, next to those who have no strength or authority in this world. The armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, the sword of faith, uh, these are things that help us to do the important work of God that won't be rewarded by the world. 
So in modern day America, where Christianity has long held sway and been dominant, it is vital that we don't misapply these passages, that we don't use them to justify the imposition of our faith on others or the imposition of our values on minority populations. Instead, we hear these words as a challenge to us to always be the friends to the victimized, the marginalized, the poor, uh, the vulnerable, the exposed, whomever they might be. And in order to do this, we will need all the resources of our faith. So again, quite clear here, but you have to put on the right hat as you read through Ephesians in order to grasp really what's going on. Otherwise, as with numerous other passages in this book, uh, we miss the point and we risk uh, using this type of passage in Scripture poorly uh, or wrongly. So there you go. We are to the end of Ephesians. We will finish it tomorrow. And at that time, I will reveal what, uh, what our next book will be starting Monday. So let's pray. Holy God, on this day, we pray for all of those who have no power in your world. All of those who have been victimized, exploited, abused. We pray for those who are in need of your strength, in need of your righteousness, and in need of your faith. And may those of us who call ourselves your disciples never shy away from standing with those who are in need in this world. Give us the strength and wisdom to do this to this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, gang, that concludes our Stress to the Nines for this morning. Tosh will be back tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. Until then, peace. Thanks for listening to Stress to the Nines. As always, if you miss an episode, you can find it archived on the church's Facebook page or right here where you're listening to this podcast. For more information about First Presbyterian Church, visit our website at onepres.org. And you can catch other podcasts from the church at the One Pres Pod, available wherever you found this podcast. Thanks for joining us. Music